Hello, I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. Coming up after the news, it's philosophy talk. Today, gender. Oh, that's a pretty simple topic, John. There are men and there are women. Men are from Mars and women are from, well, I don't really know, another planet or something. Ken, 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 more of your simple-minded drivel. We need to distinguish between biology, that's sex, and social roles, that's gender. They don't necessarily go together. Even the biology of sex is less bipolar and more ambiguous than you seem capable of grasping. There are many people who fit somewhere in between male and female. Uh, I think we're going to hear from uh, some of those people. You're, you're right, it's complicated. So, I mean, what is a male? What is a female? And how much does being male or female matter? Stay tuned as Philosophy Talk delves into the mysteries of sex and gender after the news. Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. We're coming to you from the studios of KALW 91.7 in San Francisco, San Francisco's oldest, most innovative public radio station. We're continuing conversations that begin at Philosopher's Corner on the Stanford campus, Stanford's oldest and most innovative corner. Yeah, there you go, John. And today we're going to talk about gender. John, I, I have a question for you. If you wanted to know about the biology of gender or sex, you'd go talk to a biologist. If you wanted to know about sort of cultural roles and all that stuff, you'd go talk to, I don't know, an anthropologist, a sociologist. What are we philosophers doing talking about this stuff? Well, it's true, Ken, that in empirical issues, it's up to the scientists to make the distinctions, but it's up to the philosophers to ponder the distinctions, to contemplate the distinctions, to worry about the distinctions, to think about the social and ethical implications of the distinctions. There's plenty for philosophers to do. Don't worry, we're not, we're not, we're not going to run out of work here. Okay, okay, so let's, let, help, me, let, help me ponder these distinctions. People like to distinguish between gender and sex. And uh, help me with that. Can, can you, I, know, I know you have a view about Well, I, I think the, the, the view is this, that sex is a biological, pretty bipolar distinction. You've got a phallus or you don't. You've got a vagina or you don't. Uh, and uh, social roles have become connected with these two biological categories. The social roles often vary from culture to culture, but there usually is a, a, a pattern. The, the female social role is the nurturing one, and the uh, uh, male is supposed to go out and provide and, and watch TV and drink beer. But, yeah, or, uh, or do something. <laughs> or not, yeah. 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 But, <laughs> but then, so you've got, the, you've got the, the gender, which is physical and biological. You've got the social roles, and they don't all go together. I mean, yeah. some, some people with phalluses want to uh, uh, play the female social yeah, role. Yeah, I know people would say that the gender roles, the social roles are culturally constructed. I mean, they're obviously culturally variable, and they're culturally mm -hmm. constructed, and they're not constrained by biology. I, th I, think, I, I think that's one of the things we, I think we really need to dig into, because I, I don't buy the idea that culture just floats entirely free of biology, that biology is fixed and determined, and culture is like this plastic thing that you can make whatever you want of. I, I don't quite buy that. Yeah, there's a lot of room, though, between the idea that, that the culture just floats free from the biology, that the, that the sex doesn't constrain gender at all, that there's no evolutionary explanation of gender roles at all, and and a view at the other extreme that it's very, very tightly connected, and that if we if we deny if we if we if we don't if we deny that uh, uh, women should uh, stay at home and uh, nurture the um, 
children were were actually violating evolutionary wisdom. Yeah, I I, I take your point. You know, and it also turns out, and here's something we'll have to dig into a bit. I think because it, it it's striking. It actually turns out that sex is a lot less fixed and bipolar than you might think. I mean, I mean, we tend to think sex has come in two kinds: men, males, and females, and and there's no in between. But it just it turns out. That's not really the case at all, you know? So both both gender and sex are somewhat more fluid than we might have thought. Yeah, and Amy Standen, our role of roving philosophical reporter, investigates the fluidity of sex. She files this report. Most people probably assume that among human beings there are men and there are women. Not everyone sticks with the gender they were given at birth, but generally speaking, they identify as male or as female. As it turns out, there are plenty of exceptions. I 100% identify as something different. Something in between that has all of the characteristics of both and is morphed into one being. And I don't know exactly what physically that looks like. This is Click. Instead of the pronoun he, Click says Z. Instead of his or her, Click says her. That's H-I-R. Click was born with a girl body, but says Z always felt somewhere in between the two genders. A few years ago, Click began taking testosterone to try and make hair outside match what Z felt on the inside. I ended up deciding that testosterone was the right path for me. And so I was living as a man and kind of just jumped <laughs> the whole in-between space. I would pass 100%. I had full facial hair and lived like that for about a year. And then really started to question gender again, very much questioned the binary aspect of what I, where I was at and realizing that I hadn't obtained what I wanted. I wanted to be existing in a very ambiguous state. Since then, Click has been experimenting with testosterone levels, which can give hair that outward androgyny. It's a bit like designing a new kind of person. There's no real model other than what Click feels on the inside. My main goal in transitioning is transitioning into something different. I don't want to, quote-unquote, become a man, and I don't want to be seen as what society sees a woman as either. My name's David Cameron. I'm a 57 and a half year old person, and I prefer person over male or female or man or woman. David is six foot 10 inches tall and has a beard. He looks like a man, but appearances can be deceiving. Well, I didn't develop like other boys in when I first went through puberty. My sex glands are sort of like up inside. They're very, very tiny. Um, at 29, I was sort of seeing this lady and she wanted her own kids. So I thought, well, I should go have this checked out. So I actually did. I went to Stanford Fertility Clinic and I left a specimen and they told me I didn't have any sperm. And I was like, what? I went to the infertility clinic and they checked me out. And about three months later, I, I get called into the doctor's office and the guy says, well, you have this, you have an extra X chromosome. You have XXY sex chromosomes. And uh, it's a condition called Kleinfelter syndrome. And um, he said that I had 10% of what was considered normal testosterone levels for a male. The doctor started David on a massive dose of testosterone. He grew chest hair, his sex drive increased, he had more energy. It was, he says, a second adolescence. But the more, quote, masculinized version of himself didn't feel quite right either. I not only had this sexual energy, but my overall energy changed. Before I could sit and crochet for hours, you know, and be totally happy, 
having more energies. You want to get up and do things. You want to, you know, like, I could dig a ditch. I could do, I mean, I could do really masculine work, <laughs> you know, and, and I did. I had a, my own business. But at the same time, I still had this other being in me. It, I was really grieving losing that beautiful female person that I had been. David doesn't bother with the gender-neutral pronouns. He doesn't really mind being considered a man. But on the inside, he thinks of himself as somewhere in between. Most of our society believes that sex and gender, one's sex and one's gender, is the same thing because we live in this binary that has a two-sex, two-gender system. I know a lot of people fear, oh, well, are you saying there's more than two sexes or two, more than two genders? I know there's more than two sexes and more than two genders. It's just that the rest of the culture hasn't gotten it yet. I think all of us, if we, if we really looked into our heart of hearts, we are all blends. For Philosophy Talk, this is Amy Standen. You can listen to the rest of this program by purchasing it at iTunes Music. Or for unlimited listening, become a subscriber at philosophytalk.org.